Welcome to the Illini Enquirer podcast. First time we're doing a basketball post-game podcast here, and Derek Piper joins us now alongside me, Jeremy Warner. 83-50, looks like a good score, but if you watch the first eight minutes, Derek, that wasn't very pretty. No, some forgettable moments for sure, and that's why you do these games, and I know Arizona was down at halftime of their exhibition game as well, but uh, Illinois offensively in particular early on was was not pretty, jacking some threes, and uh, uncharacteristic night for Iowa as well, but uh, of course, down the stretch, it looks a lot more pretty yeah. stuff in the stat sheet, but uh, I don't know, not a whole lot to take really. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here writing this thing, like... I don't know if I was going through the motions, too, of an exhibition, but that's what it felt like. It felt like they were like, oh, we know we're going to win this game. And they did because they're just much better than a Division II team and a Lewis. But is there any real concern that comes out of this, Derek? Is there anything that's sticking with you right now that goes, man, they do that next week in Arizona, they're in trouble? You got to make some more free throws, more than 15 <laughs> for 27. they, they got to get better there. Turnovers, they were sloppy. Um, Overall, I think offensively it was a little clunky in the half court, uh, knowing when to get the ball inside, and, and the spread wasn't very smoothly ex- executed, it didn't seem like. Uh, defensively, I think they were okay. Lewis made some shots. You're like, oh, that's not going in, and it did. Uh, and they got the wise like raindrops, and it's not supposed to go in at all. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, you just kind of move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Illinois outscored Lewis about 65-23 over the last 24 minutes of this game. So it was a laugher at the end. I mean, the biggest positive of this game is, is two freshmen, but one especially. I mean, we expected when we saw Lewis come out of the tunnel and the fact that they are listed at 6'8", but I think their tallest guy is 6'7", <laughs> or 6'6", six, six maybe. Yeah. Uh, Kofi Coburn had a big first day, 16 points, 11 rebounds, a double-double, passed it pretty well, 7-9 from the field, uh, got to the free-throw line a couple times, but also pretty good passer down mm-hmm. low. I mean, Derek, the way he moved, um, his intelligence on the basketball court, and he just looked like he belonged right away, he's going to be good. No doubt, no doubt. You can run offense through him for sure. And uh, one thing that I really liked was see how comfortable he was hitting the turnaround jumper at the free throw line. That was something that couldn't really get out of Georgie last year. And you can, one of my questions going in was, can you run high-low action from Kofi down to Georgie? Uh, He showed that you can do that as well. So uh, yeah, he looked comfortable, confident, of course. As you mentioned, the other guy's 6'6", 220, and, and Kofi's 7'2", 285. Uh, a little bit of an advantage. And defensively, he had a block and, and challenged some shots as well. Yeah, the one thing I thought Brad mentioned after the game is, you know, Kofi only had one foul in the game, but if, I felt like he should have had more. Because like, mm-hmm. Lewis got a couple around the bucket against him. I'm like, don't let that happen. So you can foul every once in a while. You can use five of them, just don't use them very quickly. Yeah, for sure. I, he's going to be challenged a lot more than, than he was tonight. But... Uh, very physical player, of course, and he's going to get some fouls that, that aren't fouls just because he's big. Uh, but uh, it's hard to judge too much from him. I, I was very encouraged by how he played, but of course, you're going to want to see how he goes against another high major, legit center. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the boss man here in a second, but I thought the other two players I liked just because I thought they played within themselves. Um, and, I, and I thought they gave Illinois a spark when they needed it offensively. Were Trent Frazier, five of seven from the court, three uh, three pointers for, on five shooting, um, hit back to back ones to kind of get Illinois into the game after they missed their first seven of the game. And then Andres Felice, it's kind of like to me Dexter Fowler 
work with the Cubs a couple of years ago. He go, we go. Because when he's when he's on the court, they're better uh, for the most part. But it just felt like he gave them that push at the end of the first half. And as Brad Underwood said at the, at the end of the game, he just trusts trusts him a lot on the court. Absolutely. And as you said with Trent, very efficient, five of seven. Uh, didn't turn the ball over at all. Andres also didn't have a turnover. Just did a little bit of everything. 12 points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals. Uh, he's a bulldog. He's, he's going to get to the rim. And, and <laughs> Georgie's nice and happy after the first win, uh, exhibition at least. So, uh, yeah, Andres was good and, and Trent as well. But two of those, both of those guys throughout the, the offseason and the preseason have really been Illinois' most consistent players in practice. Well, it feels like two of the guys who've been the best players so far have been Io DeSumo and Alan Griffin, and both those guys struggled. Io, one for seven from the floor, uh, one for four from three, didn't really finish at the rim, had four turnovers, ended up having four assists on the game. But then Alan Griffin uh, played 13 minutes, one for six from the field, but Brad said he was as good as anybody really at South Carolina. So any concern coming out of, of those two in that game? Uh, hold judgment on Allen. I think that you're still going to wonder if he can turn a, a big offseason into a, a productive sophomore year, and he's going to have to do it in game environments. And uh, two turns and too many fouls. He had four fouls. Uh, we'll see. One of six from the field. I know that he can make shots. Io rushed some things, didn't finish around the rim, as you mentioned. Uh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. He's on NBA mock drafts for a reason. <laughs> uh, Demonte and Kipper, what did you think of their games? Uh, kind of non-existent, yeah. moment, right? I mean, there were some decent moments, but it just felt like, okay, um, not much impact there. The one thing I did like with DeMonte is he did make an effort to go to the basket. He, he drew five fouls. Uh, at the same time, he, he went one of five from the free throw line. Uh, so it didn't come away like, oh, they can make shots. He did hit a three. DeMonte did hit he a three. He hit That's one. Nice. <laughs> uh, Kipper was one for four from the field. Only three rebounds in about... Eh, how many minutes did he play? Well, here's the thing. We're having to scratch the box score. We're having to scratch the box because they didn't make any big impact points. Yes, right? that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, so the last one we got to get to is this guy didn't check into the game until late. Let's talk about the other two freshmen outside of Kofi. But um, Benjamin Bossman's Redont gets in the game. He gets taken right back out because he has a lane violation. He went into the lane, came back out, mm -hmm. and he, he can do that in Europe. He can't do that here. Uh, but then he gets back into the game, hits three threes, and all net on every one of them. Uh, makes a couple free throws as well, 11 points, had three boards, and Brad said after the game, played really good defense. So we see his skill set there, Derek, and he's only, what, five full days of activity, basketball activity into this thing. He's so intriguing. He's a really good player, has a high upside for sure. You, you saw tonight some of what he provides. Of course, a clean, good-looking stroke comes off his hand really, really well. Uh, there are some times where it maybe seems a little drawn out, his release, and if there's tighter coverage on him, he's going to have to get it off quicker. But uh, we, before media interviews on Thursday, were waiting around. He was just nailing triple after triple and uh, looked the same tonight. Uh, and also, as you mentioned, uh, three rebounds, play with good energy, obviously has a great body, so uh, very intrigued with what he can bring. All right, Jermaine Hamlin uh, played six minutes in this game, had a couple turnovers, a couple rebounds as well. He's obviously much bigger than everybody at Lewis. He looks like a long way away. I, I don't know what to expect, if anything, out of Jermaine Hamlin, but he's a long body, he's active, um, but he's got a long way to go, just knowing where to be and when to be there. Absolutely, and I think that you're probably going to be forced to have him on your active roster because mm -hmm. you lack the depth of the five uh, with 
not still not knowing how many minutes Ben can give you and, and Ted with the four and of course you're losing Samba so uh, Hamlin's probably going to have to play I just don't know how much he plays because he does not look that ready out of this day I think that this exhibition will be forgotten very quickly but when we come back Derek let's talk quickly about the huge commitment Illinois got this morning all right, back here on the Illinois Enquirer podcast. And, Derek, what a big morning. We knew it was coming. Uh, Illinois felt really good about this for a reason. But Andre Corbello, top 10-point guard in the country, what does this mean for Illinois? It's huge. Uh, this was a huge window as far as loading back up in the backcourt, losing Andres Felice, likely Ayo Desumu, uh, not worried about Ayo, maybe <laughs> sticking around for another year uh, after the, the exhibition game. But, obviously, uh, one of the most talented passers in the country, uh, pure point guard, uh, great floor general, savvy, vision, uh, and you recruited him for a really, really long time. Orlando Antigua did a great job. Brad Underwood, of course, as well. And, uh, you know, that, that's a guy that is going to be in your program probably four years. And, and I think that as he develops, uh, needs to improve his three point jumper, needs to get stronger. But someone that has a chance at, at one point in his career would be one of the best point guards in college basketball, honestly. When I start to think about this, Derek, one of the reasons I've had him high on my board, maybe the A priority in, in this class, and obviously Adam Miller will get to him, is a huge name for this class, but I feel like he's got the game, the character, the mentality that Brad Underwood likes. And you look at these guys that have headlined the last couple of classes, Kofi, he's kind of got that mentality, right? Georgie has got that mentality, but of course Io do, does as well. And I think Trent and Andres have a little bit to it. So there's just a Brad Underwood feel to this guy where, yeah, he might not have every top tier physical trait and, and they're going to need some guys like that especially on the wing but I just feel like he's that leader of a program for three years possibly in his career definitely and he's already been placed in those roles uh, on the Puerto Rican junior national team he, he's the the star there and a, a leader a winner uh, he won a state title at, at Long Island Long Island Lutheran that's a lot to say <laughs> uh, last year also did one uh, in soccer as well yeah. uh, so uh, but he, he's going to come in very low-key no-nonsense recruitment I think that says a lot about him but he's tough he's a competitor uh, and he works incredibly hard yeah you have a huge what it means column on the site people can go check that out I talked with his high school coach who actually came here for the really Wake cool. Forest game in 0405 we're sitting on the bench and he raves about that like he's been to Duke uh, he's been to UNC, oh, it's the Carrier Dome, and he said that atmosphere for Paint the Hall Orange was as big as it gets, but uh, he had great stuff to say. And sometimes, Eric, you know when high school coaches are just kind of saying what they need to say, well, he was glowing about Andre Cabello. So that's a huge get, but of course people now go, who's next? And Adam Miller is right in, in the line of sight. So how does Curbelo affect the Adam Miller recruitment or what they do now in recruiting? We'll see. I, I know this Illinois staff is going to try to parlay it into you know, the momentum into another signature with, with Adam Miller here uh, in, in a couple of weeks with the signing day starting on November 13th. And I think from a basketball perspective, obviously – Curbelo, it's easy to sell Curbelo making Adam Miller's life easier with the way he uh, passes and facilitates, manipulates the defense. And uh, Adam's a, a great shooter, great scorer. Uh, if you could put Adam on one wing and Trent on the other with, with Curbelo, uh, that would be 
very, very fun to watch. So I would expect the Illinois staff to be back up in Chicago very soon, visiting Adam and trying to feel out when he's kind of where he's at and what he wants to do. Uh, I think the window is still very much open, though, for him to, to possibly sign early. You know what this staff's pretty good at is recruiting. I mean, we got to look at this thing. It's it's been, you know, there's kind of a question early on. Could Brad do it? You, he, but he brought in a staff, Derek, with Orlando and now and Chin that can recruit. We'll see what Gentry can do, but. Those two guys, those assistants, and, and give credit to Brad with this Corbello one, with the rest of the guys they've gotten. This staff can recruit at a very high level, one we haven't seen at Illinois in a long time. Yeah, I've used this stat a lot now. Four straight classes of the top 100 prospect. Uh, that's impressive. And then obviously some other finds like Georgie, like mm -hmm. Benjamin Bossman's Verdung. Uh, being able to get it done without wins on the court. And it makes you think that if this team has a season that they're expected to have to go to the tournament, uh, how much better they can recruit if they can recruit better obviously but uh, to get the pieces to get this program back off the ground uh, it's impressive. One thing I like, Derek, because it's not just a Midwest staff. We've seen yeah, that here sure. uh, with John Gross's staff. I know they tried to get into Canada with Dustin Ford, but that obviously didn't work but man, they go everywhere. So like they're also doing it in Chicago, unlike we've seen recently, because I was in a get they haven't gotten there, and Adam Miller could be too, but they go everywhere, and they got ties everywhere. Those relationships have really paid off for them. That's a great point. Uh, as you mentioned, they're recruiting in Chicago at a level they haven't. Uh, this program hasn't in a long time, and then also uh, to be able to extend internationally. Uh, you go out, out west, you, you go out east with Antigua. Uh, so being able to find talent, and it seems like they never have, I know you want to get past recruiting into June. Uh, in one <laughs> and this one they might. Yeah, they might. They might be moving on to 2021 here pretty soon. But uh, ne never a shortage of options and never a shortage of connections. Illinois basketball is underway. It wasn't the prettiest tonight, but it was a very good day for Illinois basketball. Thanks to Derek Piper for this. Uh, we got a football game tomorrow. You got a quick score prediction for what you think for Illinois Rutgers? I said 31 to 7. And I know 7 is going to double what Rutgers has averaged in Big Ten <laughs> games the last five, but uh, I'm going 31 7 Illinois. That is my exact score prediction as well. So we're on the mark right there. Uh, we'll talk about Isaac Trotter and I after that game. But for the Online Enquirer podcast, thanks for listening. If you don't, subscribe to us. We've got so much content. Big football recruiting day as well. You can read it all at our site, the Online Enquirer. Subscribe to our podcast, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Talk to you next time.